Welcome to Growing Faith, a Basin City project of connecting to one another through personal history. Located in a small farming community in eastern Washington, we aren't just growing crops, we're growing faith. Every person has a unique story. Listen in as we share, connect, and learn from one another. Welcome to the Growing Faith Podcast. Um, I have Robin Freeman here with me today, and we're going to learn a little bit about her and her story. Thanks for being here. Thank you. I'm excited. All right, Robin. I I confess I don't know a whole lot about your life and story, so can you tell me something about like where you grew up, how kind of what brought you to here? Okay, sure. So I grew up in New Plymouth, Idaho. Um, I, that's part of the Ontario, Oregon state. It's right on the border between Ontario and that, those a few towns there. And um, I, I grew up on a dairy farm. Um, I'm one of eight children, and my parents still live on that farm. Um, they've sold a lot of the excess around them off to other ranchers and stuff, but I love to go home. It's And, and uh, ironically, Basin City also reminds me of the yeah. area I grew up. So it feels like home too. I love to have multiple homes. I someday will have multiple there homes. You go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I was raised on the dairy farm, loved my life, my childhood. I'm sure as we all have things about our childhood, we aren't thrilled about, but um, looking back, I just, that was something that was really important to me to have my children have a similar experience because I loved it so much. Just close working together, playing hard together, that kind of thing. Um, graduated in 96 from high school and um, ended up in at BYU-Idaho, which at that time still was Rick's College. So I planned on being there for two years. And um, it was shortly after I re- that I got there that I met um, my now husband, Troy. And um, we dated on and off for probably a year or so, and then um, the Lord had some very big plans for me. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's a whole other story, but we ended up getting married, and um, it's been incredible. Um, so that was my first introduction to Washington, even before we were even like, I had told him, I'm not I'm not wanting a boyfriend and stuff, but he had wanted to bring me up, uh, up for a long weekend and meet his family and stuff, and it's like, I'll go as a friend. I'm not going as a r- romantic anything. <laughs> yeah. So that was how I ended up coming for the first time. And it was a really fun weekend. But that's when God, you know, put his little mm. finger in the pot and stirred things up and <laughs> kind of got my heart and my mind, my head and my heart, like, connected. Yeah. Where I was like, oh, you know, seeing him with his family, his mother and his ch- his uh, sisters, siblings, brothers, lots of cousins that were all here. I got to see him in a lot of different relationships and how he re- reacted and responded to that. And that was a big part. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So then we ended up after getting, being married a couple years and we had one child in Idaho and then we moved to Washington and had our other seven. I'm just thrilled that we've lived next to his um, family and all of the wonderful community members that we've gotten to know and the Ward family and everything. It's like I had always dreamed. Yeah. I wanted something like my childhood for my kids and I and the Lord delivered because mm. even though we don't have a farm of our own, it's still 
country living and the kind of people that we would love our our kids to be able to grow up with. I remember when I came to visit, um, I remember your family because I was like, look at this row of toeheads, just (laughs) all these blonde, blonde, blonde babies (laughs) on your row. They're not babies anymore. All your kids are big now. (laughs) So what brought you guys? I mean, I know this area, really, you have to have something to do. Like, it seems like you got to have a a place to come live here. And so what brought your family up to the Basin State area? Besides wanting the community and the lifestyle and all that, what what, what allowed you guys to be able to move back? Yeah, so uh, we we had had a, we bought a house in Cuna, Idaho, and we'd been living there for a while and um, just trying to find work so I could stay home. Like, so Troy had always wanted to be an electrician and he looked into it there, but the pay scale was just I mean, I don't know how anybody could start like that, but um, I wanted to be a mom and be home, and he wanted that for for me too. And so the more we looked into all kinds of things, it just felt like every door and window was shut. Every turn I made just was closed. And finally, I remember driving home one afternoon because I was at that time working part-time. I just thought, okay, fa- fine, Heavenly Father, We'll go to Washington because he'd been saying like I can go there and I can start an apprenticeship and we can live with my parents for a little while till we find a place and we we had this acre it was gorgeous it backed up to BML land and it was just the sunsets were amazing like yeah. I was just like I don't want and my family was nearby yeah. so I didn't really want to leave but I did I just finally was like okay I get the picture Heavenly Father you you're directing us truly to the only option we could find. So that's what brought us here initially was for him to start that apprenticeship. And we did move in with his parents. Um, thankfully, there was nobody else living there. Like they'd all, their kids had all moved out and were living their lives. And so we essentially ended up with the basement to live in and shared the kitchen. And um, I just so much love my in-laws. I'm so grateful that we've had that experience. But yeah, so that's how we landed here. I love how you just, things work out when you're going the direction that God wants you to go. Huge. (laughs) So the side note, um, (laughs) when we moved here, um, I was pregnant and within a few weeks I'd found a midwife and my first delivery was so textbook. I'm like, oh, we don't need a hospital and everything will be great. And so I'd found a midwife and we were at one of our first appointments and she's like, there's like an echo on the like we're listening to the heartbeats and there's like an echo and she's like you guys need to go have an ultrasound done and so we found out we were actually expecting twins and um so that was a a, again huge tender mercy that the lord brought us here so i had plenty of support during that and they were early so it was another added blessing to have um family and one of troy's brothers was all had moved in at some point um moved back home and he was working and then sometimes he'd not be working, and Troy was. It just depended on who the farmers were that were using him. And so he would take our older daughter in the mornings and go grab her breakfast in Othello or whatever and <laughs> let me sleep. So yeah. it was incredible help. Wow, that's amazing. Who was, who's, who's one person that you feel like has been really, or a couple people who have been really influential in your life? I've thought a lot about that question because I've listened to this mm-hmm. Uh, podcast for other people and I have the hardest time narrowing that down (laughs) I feel like 
we cross paths with people and touch people's lives for very I think they're almost all very specific reasons and I just don't feel like I'd be who I am without all of those um the collective yeah I I think about at points of my life Mm -hmm. how an interaction with a family member maybe an aunt um, and I can think of interactions with my grandmother I can think of interactions with Marilyn that have just been pivotal almost yeah. um big ahas um i do have a, a a dear friend that i think has been over the course of my adult life probably one of the most influential and thankfully he's had a really strong impact also in um for our family like with troy and i trying to be parents and just kind of a mentor that we've both um, really trust and value his opinion and guidance mm-hmm. um and so that's, I love, I love that um, good friends can be like that too. How has, how has living here and raising your family here in this area maybe affected your life or, yeah, impacted you? So um, I don't know what I expected yeah. starting a family, you know, like just being like I, that was my a big dream: have a family, be a mom. It's one. It's my favorite thing I get to do and be. And so, without a lot of expectation, I'm really grateful that Heavenly Father puts yes where we need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, another surprise that kind of came along was after our three first children were born, like my daughter and our twin girls, that you know, nine months later, I find out I'm having twin boys. <laughs> And what are the odds of that? (laughs) (laughs) And just to have, again, the, I mean, we've, we've adopted grandparents from the community and in our ward family. I've, I've just relied so heavily on the people here and being, they're so loving. The people here are so generous and kind and accepting. I, I, I would say you go anywhere and you can find that, but um, there is something very special in yeah. this community, in this this area. But, yeah, I think that not knowing my own future, like what my future was going to hold, being in Basin City, and I still, even now, I'm like, like how long, how long will we live here? Yeah. I've had people ask, like, are you going to retire, like live there forever? I'm like, until I'm told I need to move on, yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. And, you know, of course, we all have dreams and aspirations, but... Um, Someday we'll, we'll may find ourselves creating a basin city in a new place. Yeah, I love that. Take it wherever you go, right? Yeah. yeah. So, what are some hobbies or things you enjoy to do? Well, I have always liked to be active. Um, I've I grew up playing sports and running, and um, I liked the hard work of the farm. So, I enjoy just being physically active. It's been a little bit tricky to carry some of those things when you've got like five kids that are three and under <laughs> it's kind of, you're like okay we're not going on a hike <laughs> yeah no <laughs> um but we I did find I did enjoy getting them on little bikes and we'd go on little bike rides so I love being outdoors um something that as we've as our family's gotten older camping I love that I just love being in God's nature his God his world 
and uh, not all of them like this those things. So mm-hmm. I'll take time to do it myself, and that's okay with me. Yeah, watching sunrises and just being where it's peaceful. And um, I did um, work on. I'm trying to think now. Like just some there are people in the community that are in the Ward family and stuff that I've like learned a lot from, like baking and cooking and things like that, that has become kind of an outlet for me sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just like, I don't want to be outside. It's cold and I'm going to cook or I'll yeah. bake. So the, I kind of call that a hobby a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yes. Gardening. That's... I'd say that's another one. And part of that oh, came yeah. from my mother and grandmother. And then, but you know, you don't grow your own garden when you're living at home. Yeah. So there was so much learning curve. And last year I killed my garden because <laughs> I planted it too early. <laughs> Got a little too excited. We've done that before. All right. I want to switch gears a little bit. Will you share a little bit about your faith journey, your kind of how you've come where you are in your faith? Yeah. So uh, in junior high, high school, you hear people talk about, you know, bear their testimonies and so many were so sure of things. And I just, I was just a deep introspective, like, I wonder, I wonder about that. And at one point I had an opportunity just after I graduated high school, I was working before going to college. I had, I was um, dating a guy and he wasn't of our faith, of my faith. And we were having a religious conversation and um, he must've asked me like about something, maybe the Book of Mormon, I don't know. And I remember bearing my testimony to him and I, I surprised myself with the feeling I felt in which I would, the conviction I felt in sharing my, my beliefs. And it was right after that, that, or during that time and right afterwards that I thought, I do know, I do know. It was kind of that I, I testified to myself while sharing it with him. And so that was really the first experience that I no longer, I wonder you know, had those questions, but more of like, oh, I do know. Mm-hmm. And um, it also, I'd say after that, I had a lot less rebelliousness, you know, like, I didn't want to go to Rick's college. I told my parents, no, I want to go to this college. I just wanted, I didn't want to go where I had to have all these rules. I didn't want to have to have curfews. I didn't, I, I was like, I just want to be able to choose my own. And thankfully, because I recognized, I do know this is true. It it was a huge blessing in me, again, choosing to accept and and want to live the principles of the gospel and keep those commandments because um, because I wa- I just wanted to. So it was it made life it just makes it smooth. It's a big difference opting in and choosing than feeling forced or something. Yeah, yeah. And I think before it was like I'm just tired of being told everything I have to do. Yeah. And once I realized, well, I really believe this, I wanted to do it too. So that's been, that's been a a really, that was the initial thing. And since then, you know, you're practicing, you're practicing being obedient and you're practicing following the prophet and you're practicing going to your meetings and attending the temple and, yeah, and, and all of that. And there's so much personal, um, I know you'll hear the term personal growth, I sometimes I think of it like a plant in my heart. You know, there's a seed, there's a seed there. It was planted early and, and 
it's growing, but I don't know if you've ever done this with tomato plants, but if you like trim certain branches off your tomato plants, your tomatoes grow better and bigger. Yeah. That So there's a lot of that going on. Lots of trimming and pruning and the Lord walking you through experiences and, yeah. you know, cutting you back a little here and reminding you who you are there and just showing so much love and nurturing that eventually your confidence and that's that's probably the next biggest thing that's been a um and I could talk quite extensively about but I had a transformation of the atonement I mean I had my heart was changed because of the atonement of Jesus Christ even again you know even more to that my confidence when I kneel down to talk to Heavenly Father or when I I'm driving down the road and I'm thinking about something and praying to Heavenly Father or talking to Christ. I know they're listening. Yeah. And I'm I'm really glad grateful for that experience. That has probably been the most significant personal development experience I've ever had. And it's kind of sacred, but it's uh, it's priceless. It's changed it's changed how I see myself as a daughter of God. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that with me. If there was, considering that pivotal personal moment, if there was one thing you could go back and tell your younger self or perhaps tell your kids you still have some teenagers, what would that be? What would that, that, that message be to your younger self, maybe not knowing what you know now about your relationship with God and the Savior and yourself? It's so interesting how you have these perceptions of truth throughout your life, like starting when you're little and you perceive something to be true and you live according to that and an experience pops up that challenges that belief and you're like, how could that possibly be? And it qu- it makes you question like, how much do I trust mm-hmm. Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ? Am I willing to wipe that belief w- off my window and let them write something that's actually real and true it's that's a hard concept to teach Mm -hmm. unless you've like practiced it it and lived it and and that comes and I think that's the thing but I've heard leaders tell you to like like as a youth as a young woman or a young man your job is to learn who you are like that's you're supposed to be going to going to church going to seminary all these things so that you learn who you are Mm -hmm. and that never made a lot of sense to yeah. me because I'm like I'm with me all the time yeah I'm I don't know what you mean by that it was very confusing but because of that experience I had probably seven or eight years ago maybe six years ago I I'm like oh that's who I am mm-hmm. and these these personality traits of of my personality that what happened there was that everything I knew of who I was I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I was like, why would Heavenly Father make me this way? Because I couldn't think of any other reason I would be that way. Is that I, And so I, I was on my knees, like, why did you make me this way? I'm awful. I'm this and this. And I just didn't like it. And over the course of time, that started to shift. And so I may still choose to act a certain way towards someone or make a choice a certain direction or way, but the reason behind it is all different. Hmm. It's it's different than it was. Yeah. It's like a 180. So 
um, I love who I am now. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I'm the way I am, which is so funny to go within a, a week's time to from I don't like me to I'm so grateful that God made me this way. But that's not, it wasn't me. It was the miracle of Jesus's atonement. But still, to how to teach your youth, I, I would say it's just do the work to learn to know Jesus Christ. Yeah. Because when, as you come to know him, you become to see yourself better, like more closely the way he sees you. I, that would probably be my biggest tip or. I love it. And I don't know how I would ever go back and learn that. I think the journey I've taken Mm -hmm. was the proper journey for me to learn that. And probably in the perfect timing as well. Always. Um, So. I don't know that yeah, I even I want that. to go back and, and <laughs> know that earlier, but I. But if I can help my children or some other youth yeah. to, like, just practice getting to know your Savior, that's your. That's one of your most important things because He'll guide you, and I don't know. The, as the experiences happen in your life, you'll turn to Him. Yeah, and He'll, He'll His atonement does all the magic. Love that. That's Love my that. opinion. That's my experience. I love that. Okay, to wrap up our our chat, what's one truth? I mean, I know we've talked about a lot of truths that I know you hold on to, but what what's maybe one different one that we haven't talked about? A truth you hold on to no matter what, when times are hard, when times are good, like what's that one thing that you feel like is your anchor? Probably the things that are a challenge to me today that I struggle with is is you know I've got adult children now so they're making their choices and living their life and I don't think it's that much different than when they're younger younger teens I probably just held on tighter then <laughs> I like to hear that that's good for me to hear right now <laughs> I think um knowing that I just recently was reading some stuff about like and and I see it in my personal life I had my journey the way it needed to be and the timing was perfect, and through it all, I've been loved. And and recognizing that in my own experience lets me helps me to be more willing to let that same process happen for my other for my children, yeah, and friends and neighbors or anyone. And so, being the truth there is that they are sons and daughters of God, and it's my job to love them. I, the criticism, competition, those negative things that tend to creep in because we are human, ha- there's no place for it in God's kingdom. And so that's the thing that I really hold tight to these days is that that's all I've been asked to do is to love my Heavenly Father and to love my neighbor. Anything else you want to add? Um, just that my... I love my Savior and my Heavenly Father, and every time something hard comes up, that's I, I'm obviously turned to them. But I can I've had some pretty crazy stuff in the last couple of years go on that I have been carried through, and so I encourage people to let go and let them carry you, let them carry those heavy weights and burdens because. That's why Jesus Christ came. So we don't have to hold on to it like it's our own. He's already taken care of it. Just turn it over. 
that's really hard to do <laughs> yes, <it laughs> sometimes, is. but worth it. Oh, it's magical. Thanks, Courtney. Thank you, Robin. Mm -hmm.